D1 Rejects episode 9090 today. 10 away from the coveted 100. We still we have, have no idea. We have no idea what we're doing. Um, we're I don't know. 100, 100 subs and we'll do a pod in our birthday suits. We should. Well, that's not where I was going. <laughs> I think it'd be suit. cool. I think it'd be cool to do an episode like on a location, like a different location episode. That'd be, be kind of sick. sick. You like know, in the dome or some shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we were sitting down at in, in Florida, and we were like, "What if you? What if?" Obviously, they had a couple adult beverages, and they're like, "Kobe, you should have brought the podcast stuff down." We, <laughs> we could we could have really got some good views. We'd have here. been sitting in the pool, just sipping and doing podcasting. I'm like, "How the hell was I supposed yeah. to get all this shit down on a plane?" <laughs> Two of them. I mean, come on. yeah, BS. But we'll think about it. Uh, either way, welcome. If you listened to us before, welcome back. If you haven't, what took you so long? Today, March 20th, we got Pee Wee Jarrett joining us. He is the quarterback for the Argonauts of West Florida. Really excited to get him out. I've been wanting to get representation from them for a while because of just what they've been able to do in the playoffs and the postseason. Um, And who better than the quarterback? Right, yeah, it's big. Right? So, actually really enjoyed the conversation we had with him, so stay tuned for that. As far as other D2 things go, our boy Jake Witt, we knew he was made in the lab and that he was a freak. He's putting everybody else on notice now. Yep. Just Better watch that boy like. wit. Exactly. Talk about him. He had a pro day over at our down at Central Michigan University. We're talking about some of his numbers where he stacks up athletically against some of the other tackles in this draft class and why we think he's got a good chance to get picked up in the draft in bare minimum as a, like you know, a legit shot. agent. Yeah. Legit so shot. super excited for the boy. NFL side of things. Lions making some big moves in free agency and they just keep rolling in. Keep rolling and tell him on the we, shirt. Well, I mean, Jamal's not here anymore. But he isn't. But the, the, the saying still stands. If you're going to piss like a puppy, stay on a porch. I don't know. I probably could zoom in on this, but the quality would be shitty. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, people get it. Yeah, people they do. They do. And otherwise, Magic Johnson, he might be buying the commanders, or at least part of a group that is putting in bids on the Washington, what was formerly the Washington football team. And we'll talk about his situation. Sounds like he's probably selling. <laughs> the Washington football team. Sounds like he's probably selling the, the Hornets and is That's making MJ, the move over right? to football. MJ has the... Yeah, you got your basketball players. It's MJ. Do, Michael Jordan. Oh, I'm thinking, you know what? I got two MJs in my head, and they not the same MJ. That's embarrassing. But we're going to leave it in because we're a genuine podcast. Uh, yeah. I mean, we didn't get too far in it. No, we didn't. Yet, so. Anyways, Magic Johnson is probably buying the commander, so we'll just stick on that part. Is uh, he? Yes. That, that, part, oh, is, okay. that part is true. I, I wasn't uh, So Jordan that. is... Jordan is selling the Hornets, and okay. Johnson He bought the Hornets for like 100. I don't even think it was 100 million. No, it wasn't. So, a little less. Man, they're worth a billion now. And that's probably why he's selling. We'll get into that later, but then finally we'll wrap things up with some March Madness reactions. Obviously, huge upsets. It's called March Madness for a reason. It hasn't disappointed. We'll get into some of that stuff, some funny things around March Madness. But uh, as always, watch this episode on YouTube. If you are, that bottom line there with the red, you can fast forward, go through all the different sections of the video, use the timestamps, and you can pretty much listen anywhere. Excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at D1 underscore rejects where we're at a little over 800 followers, getting close to 1,000, too. A couple things we got to think of here for these these, uh, yeah, these big I mean, lands. It's, it's a good thing, though, you know? Like, good it's problems a good, to have. It's a good problem, exactly, yeah. Instagram at Division One Rejects. Also TikTok <laughs> at Division One Rejects to see highlights from the show. But before we get into all of that awesome conversation, let's go to the man, Pee Wee. Joining us tonight, the man who leads the offense of, I, mean, I think it's kind of just objectively one of the best Division II football teams in the country at this point, a program that hit the ground running in 2016. He threw 33 touchdowns for the Argonauts, also badass uh, mascot, if I do say. For West Florida, it's Pee Wee Jarrett. 
What's going on, man? What's good? What's good? Excited to get you on, dude. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. It's gonna be I was cool about to experience. ask you before I hit record, but I said I wanted to hopefully hear the story. Pee Wee, where'd you get yeah. that win? So, uh, I, my whole life I've been going with, um, I've been called Pee Wee my whole life. Uh, my dad, he actually Byron Sr. So instead of, uh, you know, just being Byron Jr. my whole life or Jr., they just stuck with Pee Wee. And that's literally been my whole life, my whole life, my, whole, my name my whole life. I love it, man. That's good. I mean, I don't know. That's a unique one, too, I feel like. I've never heard that one before, but you you take it. I like it, man. Um, I saw you guys. You're already getting it down after it uh, for spring ball down there. What was it day three for you guys on Twitter, I thought? Uh, no, we um they actually just finished up um spring ball. We just finished up, uh, let's say, two Fridays ago. We had our uh, our spring game. I, yeah, was, I don't know I where was, I'm looking then because I got I got the wrong info, but that's good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, we done though for the uh, for the spring. So now we just moving on to just some uh, running and lifting. I got you. Um, weather in Pensacola probably a little different than up here in Marquette. I would turn the the camera around, but we're we're in the basement at the, at the house up here, and we're snowed in on the windows. So I gotta yeah. imagine that's pretty nice. Now you're an Iowa guy, so probably used to the elements a little bit, huh? Yeah. Uh... It, it it does get cold down here just because we're so close to Alabama, but um, like tomorrow it's supposed to be back to 75, 80, so I can't complain with that. And we're going to talk about the playoffs a little bit and the runs that, you know, the run that you guys made just this last year, but yeah. um, I got to imagine, I always think about the Southern, the teams that come from Georgia, from Florida, from Alabama, those type of states, especially when you have to come up here to play, say, a Ferris State or someone up here mm-hmm. in the Midwest where – be honest the weather is just shit especially that time yeah. of the year like is that as big of a deal as, as people make it out to be or y'all just you just go with it oh no it definitely it definitely plays a uh, factor because i mean we it's a lot of florida and southern dudes on this team and you know when we went up to play ferris it was snowing when we landed so it's like the first time a lot of guys seen snow no way and, yeah we played in i think it was like 28 degrees at kickoff so i mean it definitely plays a factor you know the ball is a lot harder uh, you're just not as loose as, you know, we were used to practicing in all week going up for that game. Totally, man. I mean, I just like getting off the plane and guys are just like wide eyed. Yeah, it's pretty no, sweet. It's yeah. It's taking pictures. It's yeah, are you serious? <laughs> I swear. It's pretty cool. I love too, like when yeah. we see, um, we'll have teams come up to the dome up here, we're playing the largest wooden dome in the world. And so you get teams that come in here and that's like the first reaction I think of everyone is you, they come oh, yeah. in. With the phones and pre-game, pre-game, like, everyone out there with their phones. Yeah, I think yes. it's pretty cool because I think sometimes we maybe take it for for granted that we play and we're spoiled in this dome and we're not out in the mm-hmm. snow or in like some gym like some other teams that will not mention. But yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just like you take that stuff for granted. It's cool that you know you get out of your comfort zone like that. But to talk about you guys last year, a lot of people listening probably know. But just a little recap. You know, you guys make it to the national semifinals. You beat a lot of really good teams along the way, a lot in your own conference, right? That conference has a lot of depth, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But in many ways, what you guys do offensively obviously went through you being the signal caller, and it feels like this team is really comfortable in those high-stake moments and those high-stake games. What do you attribute that to? Yeah, I mean, I would say last year's um, playoff run really just came down to the experience we had on our team, uh, the 2021 season, you know, they were the number one team going into the year and yep. then ended up losing the first round of the playoffs. So we had a lot of older guys on that team who knew that feeling and did not want that to happen. So I think we started off the playoffs with uh, just a mindset of uh, we are not going to let that 
first round playoff loss ever happened again. Yep. So, um, we made it out the first game, uh, took care of Limestone University. Um, and then the second game, we knew we knew we knew who we were gonna play going into it. Uh, Delta State, uh, the rematch from our loss during the uh, regular season, which shouldn't have been a loss, but you know, I'm say overtime, right? If I remember correctly, double overtime, double OT. Yeah, it was crazy game. We gave them a uh, few extra possessions with some with some costly turnovers, but I mean, we went we went to their place in the playoffs and and beat them. Some bad weather. Uh, I think we scored twenty eight points in the fourth quarter. Like, Damn. It was a, it we was were a actually crazy watching game. that game. We were watching yeah. that game. Uh, we were down traveling for a game downstate. Okay. And we were watching on our phones because I wanted Delta State to lose. So yeah. I was rooting for y'all. Wait, why? Was there a reason? Why? Yeah, there's a, there was a reason at the time. <laughs> you just going to leave it ambiguous? Yeah, it's just – no, we're not okay. talking about that reason on here. All right, I guess we, I guess we leave that there. But um, like I said, like to kind of touch on that conference too and like those games that you guys played, I mean, looking at – and for whatever it means, the D2, they come out with their Elite 100 – and quarterbacks from, I believe, West Georgia and Delta State were both a part of that list. You yeah. being one of the snubs on that list, I got to imagine, you know, obviously those those awards and accolades weren't out when you guys played, but, man, that's got to be a chip. And you know that you're going up against another competition. And while you guys aren't directly playing as each other, quarterbacks are, are always evaluated just the same. For sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I try not to get into, you know, a lot of the social media. and like, Hell yeah. You know, journalist list, but Good I mean, it definitely, you definitely see it, and you take a, you take note of it for sure. I mean, going in, I seen they had us, you know, rated at you know, like preseason fourteen going into last year, and it was just like disrespect to the, all the guys who've been here and put in the work. So I told them last year, like it was never, you know, about me. I just wanted to come in and, you know, help them guys get to where they wanted to be. And uh, the season was never about me because it was fourth year, fifth year seniors who put in their time in this in this program way before me. So. I just wanted to come in and, you know, put on the show with him. Yeah, that's a good mindset. And I think that doesn't get talked about enough as, like, you know, first-team All-American coming out of JUCO and landing there as a guy who you're not coming to sit the bench, right? You're coming to take a job and you're coming to lead a team. Now, how do you balance that? I mean, we've talked with, um, or at least I've talked with some of my buddies at Northwood. They just got a brand-new head coach, and he brings over some of his guys that were all conference mm -hmm. players. And, again, they're coming in to take jobs right away. And you can definitely rub people the wrong way doing that, but there's yeah. definitely a way to go about it where you just earn the respect of the guys. How was that uh, down at West Florida? Oh, uh, it was, um, you know, it was a good atmosphere. Uh, I was coming into a, a QB room who was older, so they were um, like they knew they knew the uh, like what was going to go down and just like competition. But everyone was all cool guys, like we were all cool with each other, and um, I just feel like everyone, you know, made the atmosphere like. We all want to win as a team. We never cared about stats. Like, like last season, everyone looked at, oh, you guys ran the ball a lot more than usual. Well, it was like, that's what the defense was giving us. So it was no need to, you know, force a throw. We were just going to let everyone eat because it's an offense full of some crazy talent. Like, yep. never before seen. Like, it's crazy. That's awesome, dude. And I get the feeling that after last year, you guys obviously not satisfied. So... You know, you guys already wrapped up spring ball, like you said. How intense was yeah. the immediate off season, and then rolling into spring ball? How did that change for you guys, knowing that you know you're, you're right there, right? You just want to take that next step, do it again. Yeah, just being um, one game away, really, from you know, with all the work we put in, was definitely you know a humbling experience, but it was also like eye opening for me. That was the first time I ever made the playoffs on any team. 
Damn. So it was like, I mean, I got my feet wet there. So now I know where, like where I want to be and what it takes to get there. But um, yeah, this spring, it was, the spring was really good. You know, we, um, we got a new coach, a new head coach. Oh yeah. So um, we got, we hit that, we hit that ground running and he wanted to start, Coach Nobles wanted to start spring ball early this year. So we um started spring ball middle of February Damn. and I had surgery on my knee back in, uh, right after the season, I tore my labor, I mean, tore my meniscus in my knee. Oh, yeah. Against Ferris. So, I mean, just sitting out the spring and watching everything was just a different perspective for me. But, I mean, I feel like the mental side, you know, having a new head coach and everything, it's just, it was really good to see because I, I know what I can do on the field and not a lot going to change from what the offense he put in to offense we were running. So, I mean, just getting able to watch from the sideline and, you know, now getting back healthy is, is going to be fun. I hear you there, man. Hey, as a dude with, with two ACLs down and a brand new head coach up here, obviously I'm watching spring ball from the sidelines as well. And it's, yeah. it's a different, it's a perspective changer, right? And you get to see a lot different sides of the game, different sides of teammates. You get to be around different teammates. You might have not, you know, talked to as often if you were, if you were playing, because obviously you're so locked in on just making plays and getting your For job sure. done. But being in the GLIAC, you talked about mm-hmm. Ferris a little bit. Unfortunately, you go down and down. And actually, before I get to that, is that you in the picture behind you right there? Yeah, that's that's my little picture right before. That's uh, clean. Yeah, a little something I do before every game. I love that, dude. <laughs> I love that. Now, um, gosh, and of course I'm going to blank on the name now. Photographer Givens for you guys down there. The GOAT. Stud. The GOAT. And I'm like, talking stud. Yeah. Shot him a DM a little while back because I do all of our photo and video up here for Northern. And I just yeah. told him, man, like, I'm more of a video guy, but that uh-huh. dude is lights out. I yeah. feel like he captures yeah, everything. He, he, it's like he won't even be around and he still get pictures of stuff. Like, <laughs> like, we didn't even see him right there. And he still get pictures of it. It's crazy. He's sneaky, man. And it feels yeah. like at least following him and, and your football and, and the stuff on socials, it seems like he's got good relationships with all the guys, which is super important, obviously. Oh, yeah, for sure. He put it like he do every week. He, you know, pick certain groups out or like a whole position group and, do a theme based off what jerseys we're wearing. He just, you know, he hits you up on Instagram, like, hey, I want to do this shoot. Like, will you help me out? So, like, he getting us pictures for the gram, but, like, whole time we really helping him out. It's yeah, crazy. dude. It's I love cool that, man. Incredible. That is awesome. No, he's been a, he's been a big inspiration of of mine for sure. I remember looking through the Instagram. You guys have those ones where you're like busting through the paper and you've got the yeah. green, the blue, and the white backdrop all with the yeah. corresponding jerseys. I remember peeping like the three of those, and I'm like, oh my. I, I'm sitting there like, how can we do this up here? Like, yeah. but I, we still working on the budget up here for, for all for that. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, sure. you know, back to back to what I was saying, but being in the GLIAC, watching you guys take mm-hmm. on Ferris, it's great for us because obviously that's a measuring stick for us. We know Ferris. We play Ferris. So then watching them go into the playoffs is kind of like, if you guys can agree with me here, like then you kind of use them to gauge other teams right. in a sense, right? Cause I mean, you, you, they, what they you do. can though. That's a thing, right? Exactly. Like, so we, we're kind of guessing when it comes to a lot of the other teams in the playoffs, but from teams in our mm-hmm. league, I'm sure you understand. Now, sure. before you were there, 2019, they take down Ferris on the way to winning the title. This past yep. year, it goes to the Dogs, who won it after that game. They won it all. Talk mm-hmm. about that matchup and hopefully getting another shot at them, man, because that is one that I would definitely be tuned into. Oh, yeah. I mean – Going in, we knew we knew what they, um what they were and who they were. They relied on that D line for sure. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, all them boys up front, they they brought it all game. And I mean, I think that was something that was different from us. We didn't see all all year. We didn't see four 
D lineman who could, you know, make a play every play. Like, yep. So just seeing that, um, and you know, it wasn't really they weren't really like speed guys. They were, you know, like bull rush, and they was gonna just make a play and just make a mess in the backfield. And I feel like our our line handled it for the most part. And then um, you see after halftime, that's when uh, they kind of pulled away. But I mean. Going into that game, we knew it was going to be a dogfight. Like, it's a great team with national championships uh, the year before, and they returned almost everybody from that national championship yep. team. So they knew what it took to get there. And, uh, I mean, they were they were a really well-coached team, and, you know, they did their job well that day. Um, I mean, I feel like if it was – if we met them in a different little weather, I feel like it would have <laughs> been a different situation. But That's how I brought it up in the beginning, man, because that's the game I think of right away is, like, that's got to be such a different environment for you guys. And I think back to yeah. the Shepard game against Ferris when Shepard had – uh, They had probably, like – the be- it was the best offense in Division Two. Almost a foot of snow. Yeah, and so you go back to that Shepherd game where they come up to Ferris and play there, and they shut down the Harlan Hill winner at the time, Tyson Bajan, and yeah. that offense was just putting up a insane amount of points every single game. And credit to Ferris's defense as well. They're yeah. no slouch, like you said. We've had uh, oh, yeah. Murphy's the yeah. obvious guy that everyone talks about, but Jordan Jones came on the podcast here, and we talked to him about yeah. what made that defense so dynamic. And you're right, it's because they're fast and they're physical as hell, and they have depth. So yeah, not they, to, you know, I guess give them their laurels or whatever, but they, they kind of they kind of deserve it. I think he's. Oh yeah, they. Is. I mean, it was definitely um a great. But when I see him for the final four, I don't know who who in NCAA hasn't seen that we are the fourth best team out of the you know the remaining four. But yeah, we we're on a twelve game win streak and we got you know rated the fourth team in the playoffs. So, I mean. I, I get it. I mean, it happens. We're gonna end see them eventually, some someplace, somewhere. But oh yeah, um, yeah, there was there was there was a good team though. They they for sure deserved that national championship. Yeah, definitely different medium in Michigan than it would have been in McKinney per se down oh, yeah. in Texas. But um, sure. to kind of get back to you a little bit, we talked about you coming out of Iowa Central, and I just want to know why West Florida was it an obvious yeah. choice for you? It's crazy though, because um, so I was I was when I was at Iowa Central, I didn't receive my um first division one offer until my birthday, October of my last season. Um, I got offered from Grambling State. Then okay. I got an offer from um, Houston Baptist. Um, a few other uh, small, smaller uh, D1 FCS. And I took a visit down to Houston Baptist. It wasn't really like a fit for me at the time in my career. I feel like they're in a rebuilding phase and I just wasn't really at that time right now. Yep. And then, Grambling head coach got fired right before, uh, like three days before I was going down for my visit. So that offer was gone. Um, every other D1 that I got, their coach got fired. So I lost all, basically all my offers. Committed oh, to God. a different, committed to a different division two. Um, I see December of 2021, U- University of Texas Permian Basin. Okay. My old quarterback coach, he was, uh, was quarterback coach there at the time. And I committed there. And I was just like, I'm tired of the politics and recruiting. I don't want no more coaches calling my phone. So I just committed. And then a week later, uh, Troy University, University of Troy, whatever, I took a visit down there and got an offer. But I didn't like the way things went down on the visit. And, like, they were kind of – they were hesitant with offering. They were supposed to offer me on the visit. Didn't end up offering me until I got home. Cause they were nervous because I had a shoulder surgery uh, like three years before, prior, like before the visit. Yeah. We were, 
So um, basically just posted that offer. And once I posted that offer, my phone just started going crazy. Like I talked to Billy Napier like the next day, right when he got a job at Florida. Like I talked to so many schools and I ended up signing to Western Illinois. And I went to Western Illinois 2022, January and got to Western Illinois and it just was not the fit for me at all. Like just like they were in a rebuilding phase. Um, only positive was really, it was close to home. So it was like three hours from home. I got you. Um, yeah, I committed there January sign, got on campus and then hit the portal in March, 2022. So I was only there for like really two months. Yeah. And we've heard that um, story from a lot of guys. I mean, even quarterbacks that we've had, you know, come through here, like that happens where, yeah, you know, options for whatever reason, like you said, there are just so many things that are out of your control sometimes mm -hmm. that, that make a journey like that. Instead of like point A to point B, it's like this weird winding route. But I mean, you end up at West Florida. It seems, yep. from an outsider's point of view, seems like a solid fit. And from the picture behind you, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go ahead and say I'm gonna affirm that one. Um, yeah, and you land in definitely one of the better conferences in D two too in the Gulf South. Valdosta State mm -hmm. is one that I'm sure you guys circle every year because that's a, an awesome matchup with their yeah. pedigree and especially in the postseason. And then we kind of talked about it a little bit Delta State. That those matchups this past year, West Georgia, they've shown to be legit year in, year out. That depth in that conference, man, I mean, some of the best in the country. Yeah, you go look at this year, um, this this conference is so crazy at a time um when we went head to head with Mississippi College for the first time for our homecoming, if they would have won that game, they would have been tied for first in the Gulf South. Yep. And like you end up looking at it, they finished second to last in the Gulf South. So it's crazy. It's like so many things can happen week in and week out. Like you can't take uh, a win for granted in this league. You oh, yeah. celebrate every win like it's, you know, a playoff win around here because it's just like, like you never know what team you're going to – whenever people see West Florida on the calendar, they, you know, they go crazy and they, we, we're going to give them the best game we can give them. And, you know, I just feel like last year we – besides that Delta State game, I feel like we just took it to everybody else really. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we can. I feel like we can relate to that a good bit as far as like GLIAC competition and what that's like. And yeah, they don't come easy. Like, yeah, exactly. Like every week is you got to show up and show out. And if you don't, you're yeah. gonna get embarrassed. I was gonna say, and we've sure. we've, we've been, seen we've that. Been on, man. We've, we've been, been on that end of the stick. I'm gonna say we've been on both sides of it where you can we can compete with these teams like GV, like Ferris that are making these playoff runs. But we've also seen that if you if you come with your off day. You're going to get told. You're going to get shown right off the field. So I, I totally sure. feel you there. But to finish up with you, you mentioned Coach Nobles a little bit earlier. I want to talk about him uh, just a bit before we let you go. You guys made some big news back in December when you announced him as your head coach. And for people who don't know, maybe Cade and Ty, you as well. He was the first quarterback for West Florida back in 2016 when they started the <clears> team. Uh, after he finished playing, was the co-offensive coordinator. And then he took a job at Clemson for two years. Now he's back. Damn, how old is he? He's still like, like 20s. On. I'm going to say he's still Holy a very, shit. still a very young guy. That's um, yeah, and like 28, ain't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> pretty crazy, man. He's pretty, it's one of the youngest, if not the youngest in, in D2 that I know of. Mm -hmm. He's probably the youngest in America. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But, you know, with that being said, man, um, Obviously, him having the quarterback experience and coaching the quarterbacks while he was there in his past tenure, I'm assuming he's still around you guys and, and pretty hands-on with that position. Oh yeah, he um, we have a um, like a quarterback GA and uh, assistant quarterback coach. Okay. Um, who's you know really running all of our individuals for the most part, 
but he he still meets with us like we meet, he's in our meetings our QB meetings he's he's really cool. hands on with the quarterbacks which is yeah. which is really good for sure yeah, I like that. And I mean, the last, you know, the two coaches we've had here have both been defensive minded coaches. So it's just definitely mm-hmm. a different um, side of things as far as the way they see the game, the way they operate. And it's just, I think it's cool to get that, that different perspective, especially if you're a quarterback. I mean, you, you love that shit because yeah. why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like you, there's a guy that that's thinking the same way you are about the game. And yeah. not only is he super young, not many coaches, really any coaches are going to inherit a program that has had the recent success that you guys have had. Now, I'm assuming the transition, like you had talked about, is much easier because of his familiarity with the program. And mm-hmm. you said it, you guys hit the ground running, but what type of challenge does that leave you to, for lack of a better term, to one-up last year under Coach Nobles? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I really don't think it brings really any challenges because, you know, he came in and, you know, he told us from day one, like, we're not going to sit and dwell on Ferris. Like, um, you know, we're not going to look at next year as, uh, we got to get back to playing Ferris. We got to go to Ferris. Um, he said, if anything, Ferris can come here and play us, like, because we're not going to be no four seed again. Um, we're just going to go into that. every every game. You know, every team got to play us at the end of the day. Like, they got to come play us, and they're going to remember when they play us. That was the first thing he said in his press conference. Like, teams are going to remember, like, how hard it felt to play West Florida. So, like, Love I feel that, like dude. he kind of – he sick. brings some – you know, he – He's younger, so he's he's um very like player player coach. Like he's a he's great with being a player's coach, and um he knows how we think. You know he's around the same age as us, and um but he also you know we he demanded his respect like rightfully so, and um you know it's just, he's been good to work with, and you know I feel like he's already taken my game you know up so much like just things I can work on to you know just improve little things that are just I mean he's been around NFL quarterbacks and NFL talents. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's, that's the next goal after this for sure. And you know what that sounds like, Cade? You're talking about they got to come here and play us. The road goes through Pensacola. What does that sound like? Come oh, on. Lions? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Last game of the year, the road goes through Detroit. That's what Dan Campbell is talking about. I just – that mindset's awesome, right? Like, it's, it's on mm-hmm. us. Like, it doesn't matter who we play. If we play our game, why not? Can't nobody right? play with us for Why sure. not? I love it, dude. Pee Wee, we appreciate you, man. Super excited yes, to get sir. you on here. It's been, it's been great, dude. Sure, you've been, we've been talking, man. This is a longer one, but I, I just, I'm gonna keep it going because I was enjoying it, man. Like I said, it's really fun. appreciate you. Can't say thank you enough, dude. And uh, we definitely gonna be following along. Shit, I, oh, yes, I'm excited sir. to see what you guys do, man. Make some noise. For sure. Anytime, I'm, I'm free. I want to get back on here for sure. I love right, it, bro. dude. You have a good night, brother. Right. Good luck, brother. Yes, sir. You too. For we'll sure. Y'all be smooth. Good talking with the man. We talked, we talked for like 22 minutes and I, I looked down and I kept looking down and I'm like, I can cut it off, but I, I mean, I was, I was enjoying talking to him and I felt like we kept adding things to the conversation. I'm excited to see what he does in this next year. I didn't realize he was coming off the, um, the torn meniscus. So definitely more uh, of a chip. If anything, I was looking at his Twitter just now and there's some videos of him doing some drill work on like this Twitter page called ESPN Pensacola. So it looked like he was look decent moving around pretty well throwing good. some balls and spring ball and such so. they got uh they have pretty good coverage down there i feel like they cover just about everything that team do- i mean yeah. when you win a national championship in 2019 you're back in the semifinals a couple years later like yeah. this i don't this team what did not exist until 2015 they signed their first class basically redshirted everyone and then 2016 i believe was their first year of competition dude 
I think either their their first year or their second year, they made it all the way to the national semifinals. It was their second year. Oh, it was the second it? year, oh, I believe. First year they had a losing record. The yes. year I just can't look at six seven three zero two. Yeah, so that's that's what we're gonna move on to the and talk about right now. Inch vert. Is our former teammate Jake Witt, the offensive tackle from Northern Michigan, who's now <laughs> pursuing playing at the next level, whether that be NFL, USFL, XFL, CFL, all the FLs, right? But. These numbers here would suggest that he might have a shot at the first of those names mentioned. Now, this relative athletic scoring system, I can't say I've really heard a whole lot about this. They really came out of the the blue this year. Who? This? Because there was a Louisiana fullback that ranked like first out of everybody. The dude ran like a 4'5". He was six foot one, two forty, and it was ridiculous. They just posted it. Now, obviously, you're only going to see this posted when somebody makes a really high score because right, they yeah, want to, you know, yeah. put that out there about them. But his score out of 10, 9.92, which is absurd. And just some of the measurables of him. This is the only composite grade. Okay. That he got, I guess was because of his weight, 302 pounds. He's six foot seven. And people he, don't realize he put that on like the last like three months. You yeah. Know, like. So, and it, like, it looks decent too. It doesn't look like he just, no, yeah, he still looks like a freaking put down some dogs and then called it a day. I mean, this kid could play Basically anything he and the rest any, of the numbers he put his mind to. would suggest the same thing. Looking at the composite explosion grade, elite. One could say <laughs> premier. <laughs> Vertical jump of thirty-seven inches and a broad of over ten feet. That's in almost the ninety-ninth percentile of offensive linemen. Then the forty-yard dash at a four-eight-seven and. The 20-yard split, a 279, that seems to be actually his best stat of the day. I didn't realize they did a 20. I knew they did a 10. So it's like that first explosive. Did you read the uh, on the side like what he's ranked out of? Yes. So ranked 11th out of 1,233 offensive and tackles from 1987 to 2023. That is – I don't know who the rest of the company is, who the top 10 are, but that's got to be pretty freaking good. It'd be interesting to see who that was. You like the top 10, you mean? Like, yeah. who else was this athletic or even perhaps more so? Because, like, it might not be, like, some big names, but, like... Yeah, we might have to we might have to look into that be. one. I'd be... I'd definitely be curious I'm to, to, look at it right now. to see that. Go ahead and pull it up. I would top be, 10, what, RAS? I'd be curious. Yes. Uh, RAS. Uh, it'd be just for offensive linemen, right, is what you're looking at? So, to follow up on this a little bit here... And it's for people who didn't see, we had Jake on the on the podcast a while back. Uh, played high school basketball and played eight man football. Was not really a football guy coming out of high school. Went to go play basketball collegiately at Michigan Tech before deciding to just stop playing sports altogether. But now, you know, gets recruited to play at Northern and realizes that hey, I could actually be decent at this. And we've seen from maybe not the most credible Twitter accounts ever, but that you guys saw the tweet that Chicago bears reportedly had shown interest in Jake. And I know from talking to his agent that a couple other, I should say more than a couple other teams have shown interest. He said his phone has been pretty active as far as just general intrigue from a bunch of different programs. Um, The Colts, I believe are one of the ones that have shown more interest than the rest. And the pro day that he put on at central Michigan is certainly one that is going to help put him on the map. But I think we talked about it a little bit, Cade. The background of basketball, and we're talking about my dad, actually, and being able to move your feet in that way and just the overall athleticism and the hand-eye coordination and those type of things that come with basketball. Yeah. Talk about Jim, uh, who we just had on the episode For sure. last week, coming out of NAIA with that very similar size, a little bit heavier, right? Been playing offensive line for a little bit longer than Jake, but that same type of skill set, right, from a big basketball guy moving over to offensive tackle. And 
if you can mirror someone on the basketball court, you can mirror them out on the edge, right? So, the thing that I think is a kind of a holdup for a lot of these guys is can you take a bull rush, right? Can you anchor down and can you st- just stonewall a defender that's coming at you that's been doing this for maybe tw- 10, 12 years? This is pretty wild. This is the top four. Luan, 10.0. Jared, Luan? Yeah. Jared Are you serious? Veld here, 9.99. Lyndon Murtha, 9.98. Brian Mahalik, 9.97. So that's the top four right there. And then guard, Brandon Brooks, 10.0, Evan Mathis, 9.99, and Blake Muir, 9.97. Hmm. I definitely was not expecting Luan to be on that list. Yeah, that was weird. But like, then you just see Jake Witt. Like, <laughs> who the hell? Everyone's like, who the fuck? <laughs> oh, but. And we're just uh, not surprised. <laughs> like, when that came out, I was like, this doesn't surprise me. Yeah, like, like I, I thought his vert would be higher. I'm going to say, I, I'm actually surprised he's just yeah, 11th. I was disappointed, yeah. actually. I'm like, I thought he was going to go 41 and a half. Like, like, 11th, like, 11th is crazy. Yeah. I was actually pretty disappointed. <laughs> I was expecting a 4-7. 40 What do you want, 45? 4-8? 4-8-7, I believe, was the number. I watched Jake with, with my own two hours run a 4-5. Yeah. So. Hand time, obviously. Yeah. And he's but probably still. before weight gain. That's yeah. true too. Yeah. He put on put on a decent amount of weight. That's going to affect it. He wasn't born. He didn't come out of another. He didn't come out of another human like that. <laughs> he was built somewhere. So to be when you like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, like I say, I'm disappointed. That's why you know what I'm saying. When I see Jake, I might. So let them know whoever <laughs> did make them that they should modify their their testing subject just a little bit because yeah, they got a little, a little bit, more speed. There's a higher ceiling than what we've seen. What's the point of creating people and ain't the best? <laughs> All jokes aside, dude is an absolute monster. Yeah, we can't. We're we're super happy for him. Absolutely, super proud of dude. Speak for uh, yourself. After he gets, after he does get signed, drafted, whatever, definitely will. You can guarantee he will be on this couch. Oh yeah, and he'd love it too. Oh, he'll be all over it. He Mm -hmm. said he had the most fun with us out of any of the any of the shows that he's been on. So we'll we'll take that non biasedly. Obviously non biased. Yeah, Uh, but we'll move on. That could be huge for us too. Oh, it'd be great. Jake Wick gets drafted in the first (laughs) interview he does is on the D one region, dude. (laughs) Dude, <laughs> his watch parties in here with us for like a <laughs> <laughs> on the throw up of the TV. <laughs> we got all the wit- the wits might not be able to fit in here, dude. Dude, the wits are too big. Oh, we actually like- could probably fit half of Ewan, uh, where he's from over there in like, oh, yeah. Montanagan area. We probably could fit half of that uh, whole county in this room. <laughs> probably. <laughs> There's not a whole lot well, of that's over just there. not right. <laughs> Respect the boy heritage. <laughs> Hey, he'd be the first I can't one believe you. that kid played eight man football. No, I mean, dude. it had to be like taking a little kid's candy, yeah. dude. He said he had like what eighteen hundred yards is one of his years playing receiver. <laughs> he just ran straight. He had yeah. one. He had one route. He had to go. Yeah, and they just do it to him. I love it. Uh, like we'll, Thirty-four. We'll move on to the Lions, though. The Lions are making moves in free agency. We alluded to it at the beginning, and I guess before we jump into more in depth, let's just go over what they've done. Right. The I guess highlighting this. Do you call it a free agent like signing class? I don't know. Highlighting this period, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He signs a one-year, $8 million deal after his, what was really a great season for the Eagles for him last year. Then you have David Montgomery, three years, $18 million, coming over from divisional opponent, the Bears, and taking the place of Jamal, like we talked about earlier. Upgrade. Cam Sutton, three years, $33 million. Breaking open the checkbook a little bit there at at the corner. Corner, correct, correct. Certified cornerback one, though. Cornerback position. That's true. That's definitely true. Uh, over from Pittsburgh. Ooh. Cam Sutton. You talking about for the Lions? For yeah. the Lions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I was going to say, all right, now. Nah. That's our <laughs> cornerback one, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I was yes. say, all right, now. Nah. I said he was good, but God damn it. Him, Mosley, and then. You're talking about, you, you thought we were talking about the league. Like, like he, I'm thinking you're saying, like, he's a cornerback one. No, nah, he's definitely. You like, leave him out there and forget it. Nah, he's a solidified two in the league. For sure. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah, for but sure. for us, I, I realize that. He's, like, he's proven. But he had, like, yeah. Yeah. And we have, like, the thing is, like. Y'all got a lot of tools, so yeah. y'all be all right. I'm, That's a good thing. No, it is. Like, it is. Got, like, it is. It is. Think about our last year's secondary. Okuda, too. Sutton, too. Jerry Jacobs. I ain't so three. I think y'all just y'all just like him a lot. I ain't really. Yeah. You know, but dude, I'm dead ass tie. Yeah. You gotta watch him. Like just watch his tape. Sometime. I believe Sometime. it. Like the, as much love as he get, because following y'all on Twitter, now my whole fucking Twitter is the Chicago Bears <laughs> and the Detroit Lions. Yeah, my shit's all Bears too. I swear. <laughs> so it's like you know what I'm saying. Like I be everybody love Jerry Jacobson. So I guess yeah. like, one day I sit down and watch him. But like he don't. Bro, that the Thanksgiving game, he was favorite. fucking like, clamping. Kirby Joseph is crazy. Yeah. Thanksgiving game would have changed if Jerry Jacobs didn't get hurt, dude. He was fucking locking him down. I'm talking easy like on the, easy on the expletives, but yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just making my point. I, yeah, I know. I hear you, and you're right. You're not wrong. But um, finally, rounding it out, Emmanuel Mosley. We didn't get to say anything there. One year, six million, and a little bit more of taking a chance. Obviously, coming off an ACL, and everyone in the 49ers camp has said that he's making great progress even ahead of schedule blah 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 all the things you want to hear but what are they going to say I mean what are they going to say I mean but both Sutton and uh, Mosley both their team fan base all that had like insanely good things to say like Cam like I thought it was really cool Sutton and Montgomery went around and Introduce themselves to all the people in the press conference before they even started. Yeah, it's which not, I think is like it was everyone that, the, that I that's listed. the biggest thing with like we like we talked about last episode. We have no idea what is going on. Like we just have so much speculation. You're and, talking and about it's fun to be casual right. fans, yes. right? Yeah, it's fun to be right. Like yep. sometimes it's fun to like throw some out there and be right. But like Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn obviously have these guys that they want, or yep. else you know what I mean. Like they're not taking a shot on somebody. They're okay. This guy we're gonna get for this price, and if not, then you know what? It was really cool reading about Mosley and Sutton and the connection those two have playing at Tennessee, Tennessee together. Yeah. And Mosley had said that Sutton in his time at Tennessee was really like a big brother to him and that how much he learned from Sutton and vice versa, how much Sutton had learned from him because obviously he's not discrediting himself. He was a great corner too. He's playing at the highest level. Yeah. And he just said like to be able to have this kind of full circle moment and to be able to continue that relationship, to continue learning each other and getting better at their craft respectively is sure. He was like over the moon about it. I like, like sounded a little bit of emo- emotional, like mm-hmm. talking about that. I have to imagine that was uh, that was pretty special. Yeah, it's big. They gotta have a good draft, and I like they're they're re- they really are like bought into this at this point. You know what I mean? Like he's the Lions have confirmed they're bought in. Yeah, hundred percent to being winners right now. And a little bit of some Twitter speculation has been going on about CJ Gardner Johnson, CJ Gardner Johnson, excuse me, from the Eagles because a lot of people have the immediate question of like, you know, why wouldn't the Eagles retain this guy now? Other pieces in the secondary, we talked about it earlier. Uh, they re-signed Slay. They bring back Bradbury, right? So it kind of felt like maybe he was a third option for them is kind of like the feeling I would I would get if I were in his, his shoes, which obviously it's, I will never it's be. It's really because of Jalen Hurts. You think so? They got to save money. They got to save the super money. To, to super pay money. Yeah. That also is part of it. I can, I, can, I can agree with that. But looking at this, this tweet right here, uh, and this is – Universal Sports Management, who represents Cena Gardner Johnson, and this is what they said: exception, or excuse me, perception versus reality. One year real versus three year fake. This is after reports coming out that the Eagles had offered him a longer term deal, a three year deal. This is yesterday after he signed. This says which sounds better to you? Which I'm very surprised they tweeted this in the first place, to be honest, because they came under a lot of fire. I think is why this happened. The representation mm-hmm. because of they people thought that he should have gotten a way better deal. Basically, so they're, the Lions they're saving got their ass. Right. Yeah. So this is what they're saying. One, a one-year deal worth $8 million, obviously being the Lions. Number two says a three-year deal, the Eagles, $24 million max with $17 million in year three. 
That's so a, a very back loaded, back end loaded deal, and you'd have to imagine a lot of that has to do with, like you said, the Jalen Hurts situation, right? But is that more of a maybe a lack of trust? Is that maybe how they took that? Like those first two years, like what if I don't know how much of that is guaranteed too? Those would probably be really good numbers to know. Like how much of that is guaranteed? I, I did not believe that was reported anywhere. For for it's 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 literally all because of Jalen Hurts, and it's like I can't like they was gonna let Darius Slay walk. It's it seriously sounded like you know it, didn't it? Yeah, like, I mean he thought it, so too. It's yeah, not because it's not because they don't, be they don't want, they don't <laughs> want him. You know what I'm saying? It's not because you feel me? Oh, he's over the hill. They have to save money for Jalen Hurts. They let Miles Sanders walk. They let fucking. TJ Edwards walk. They just let Chauncey Garner Johnson walk. Solid players, man. They, that like you want to keep in a franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ideally, obviously. Because they got it, they have to save the money to pay. They don't want to end up in a Lamar Jackson situation. Very true. Which I think this is letting a lot of teams know they don't want to end up in that in that situation because that's okay, situation so we, the quarterback. So we got six and a half million guaranteed. So yeah, so this is a what is now a deleted tweet. As you can see, this tweet has been deleted. But the original tweet from Jeff McClain says, skinny on why C.J. Garner-Johnson is no longer in Philly. He says the Eagles made a multi-year offer early in free agency, but he was looking for more. That was his report, which, like you said, There's more to that tweet, though. There is, but that's that. basically he said, I think the dot, dot, dot was actually a part of that part of that tweet. No, no, no I'm like, pretty sure there is. Is there? I, I, we can't oh, see it okay. on this. Oh, is that a picture? This is just a picture oh, okay, I have pulled okay, up right okay. here. Right. But yeah, the okay. basic gist is is still here. Basically, what they were saying, what this McLean guy and others were reporting, is that CJ Garner Johnson refused it because he wanted more money that he thought he was worth more. That was the basic gist of it. Now, he went on to tweet Cat with the appropriate emoji and then went and deleted it, I guess, quickly afterwards. And No, that shit ain't cut, bro. You don't think so? Hell no. But he bro. signed for one year eight mil. It, it, right, they took the offer off the table. They didn't have the money for him no more. Possibly, it was probably going to be him or Slay. They was by the Bradbury Slay and Gar- and Garner Johnson. They was only going to bring back two of them. That could make sense. Yeah, bro, that's literally happened with everybody. The fucking Cowboys offered Dalton Schultz like three years, uh, twenty four million or something. He turned that down. He just had this, or it was like thirty million. Turned that down. Now he just signed for one year, nine million. That's a that's a good comparison. The Chiefs actually. offered Orlando Brown six years, one hundred thirty nine million. Turns it down. He get four years, sixty four. You know what I'm saying? That happened to everybody. They think the market is going to be better than what it is, and that's the risk they take. Right? What you don't realize is no team can offer you more money than the team that you plan for. Like as far as like the maximum amount of money. Now you don't see max contracts in the NFL. No, but like. You think that's true for everyone, though? Tip, T- just typical. Okay, typically. Typically, okay. no team is going to offer you more unless the team just don't want you anymore. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If they want you back, no other team will be able to throw you more money. I hear you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's breaking like, news out of Cam Newton's camp. Cam Newton's camp? I didn't know Major there was quarterback still a camp. Cam Newton announced that he'll be throwing at Auburn's Pro Day tomorrow. Ain't 32 ain't better than me. Thank you for the bleep, by the way. Appreciate that. Um, you better said the fuck. What the hell? What do you say, niggas? I don't know. I just said split up. Uh, I was gonna say shit. He better. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I was gonna so flip this throwing, bitch upside down. <laughs> so he's throwing at Auburn's pro day. That's what he says. I just that's not uncommon. It's not, and because I just feel like most of the time it's a publicity thing. DJ no DJ Fluker is he throwing at 
or not throwing, but he working at Alabama. What was the Who's one? That? Was it uh yeah, O lineman? O lineman throwing? No, I meant to say working yeah, out. I, I know what what I, I knew what I knew what he meant. Um but no, do you remember, wasn't it Kaepernick that went and threw it like halftime of a Michigan game? No. Fuck no. Kaepernick had his own private workout. No, I, I'm... And at some shithole high school. Dude, I'm telling you, something happened like that where... I don't know if it was Kaepernick or not, but there was... Why do I think that? Because you're tripping balls. I, I could totally... Yeah, Colin Kaepernick holds workout during halftime at Michigan game. I'm not an idiot. Well, that was dumb as hell. Yeah, I'm... I'm, but like, <laughs> it's good to know that I'm not actually losing. Wait, it. what happened? Hold on, we might have we might have a little uh, we happened? might have a video here. What? What are you saying now? Colin, the headline right here from ESPN: Colin Kaepernick holds workout during halftime at Michigan's spring game. Oh, that's yeah, right. I was gonna say, that's what it was. I was gonna say nigga, the spring uh, uh, game. Uh, yeah, because he cool hardball. Yeah. Yes, I don't exactly. think you saying like oh. Regular season, middle of September. Like, Hell no. No, 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 no. Okay. I got it. Obviously, I got it. Workout, this nigga just do. I got it a little bit mixed up, but there you can see him and Harbaugh. And that's why I just yeah, said, like, boys. I guess so. Um, but that's he why I say, them. like, Pisces Stallions on here. It's just interesting, like, how much of a just a publicity thing is. And maybe, like, Harbaugh obviously probably didn't intend for it to maybe be that way, but you got to imagine, like, this has to just be, I feel like, just a publicity thing. Get people. I mean, a lot of people probably came to the spring game to. See Kaepernick throw. It ain't no. It ain't a publicity stunt for Harbaugh because it's, that don't do nothing for him. It probably puts asses in seats at the game. And look at nigga, look at the stands. Ain't nobody going. Don't nobody go to spring games. No, but that's. I mean, how many people, especially in that shithole. Still, weather. how many people think? Why are they? Look at the. There's a decent amount of people there. My God, they're, they're right there in the for way. Kaepernick, bro. Don't nobody. Don't nobody. White people for sure don't care about no Colin Kaepernick. Jesus. <laughs> I don't mean to take it there, but that's just the, the fact of the matter. They not, oh, shit, Colin Kaepernick's throwing. <laughs> Nigga, if Brady was throwing, okay, they'd have went. Colin Kaepernick, they didn't want Colin Kaepernick back in the league. So it's like, that ain't. They? Like, I say, don't rope us all in here. They, talking about they. All right. Those who know, know who they are. Okay, thank you. You listen that's to this better. and you hate Kaepernick, I ain't going to say what I want to say because yeah, that's, that's too explicit. Good. But yeah, but just don't. You don't, know how I feel about don't you. Don't be throwing around days, all right? <laughs> Chilling the days. I'm talking about, like, the extremes. I get what you mean, yeah. Those are the things. Very small representation. But yeah, there you go. So, anyways, Cam Newton, he's going to the pro day, which is very different than throwing at halftime of a spring game. How old is he now? Like 32, I think. Yeah. 32, 33. Does he have good football left in him? Starting quarterback football? Like 30, like top 32? Kaepernick? No, Cam Newton. Is Cam Newton better than. That's the question. Kyle Trask? We don't know. We haven't seen Trask. Because obviously, is Colin Kaepernick better than Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson's not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Is Colin Kaepernick better than Jordan Love? Or not Colin Kaepernick? Is Cam Newton better than Jordan Love? Again, we, I don't know if we know that. And I don't know if a team's willing to risk that. Is Cam Newton I, better than Baker Mayfield? Shit, to me. Well, he's yeah. going to be competing with Trask, too. Right? But I mean, we've seen Baker in, play. We've seen. And he's not, he's not going in there. Baker isn't going there having already earned the job. Right. Don't get me wrong. Cam Wash now. Yeah. I ain't saying he's not a starting quarterback. Yes, I think no. he could be a backup though. Motor City, ego, Motor City, Dan Campbell on the phone ego right now. Won't let him. His ego won't let him be a backup. That's they need I a think. backup quarterback, dude. But he could. He he should be in the NFL. The only reason he's not in the NFL is because he won't accept being a backup quarterback. Same thing with Kaepernick. Kaepernick was saying he didn't want to be a backup. Yeah. Somebody would have signed Kaepernick to put asses in seats. It's the best job in the NFL. That's true. I mean, best job in the think- world, dude. Backup quarterback. 
No, fuck that. I want to play. Well, well yeah, I know. I'm what, saying like in a AJ money perspective. We're and, talking about AJ McCarron last week. Talking about why he's his, playing in the XFL. Cam Newton, his ego he got too tired big of being to go, a backup. His ego too big to go play in another league. Yeah, and that that's just Cam Newton. He he has his own personality. But then I don't think the pro this shit. It ain't no look publicity stunt. He got a YouTube. He got a seven on seventeen. Like he One got love. all the publicity in the world. Yeah, but I mean, he gonna get a lot of clicks for it though. I don't think it's a publicity stunt, but like that's not the sole purpose. I shouldn't say that, right? But yeah. I think that is probably part of the motive. Even if he doesn't make an NFL comeback, hey, guess what? All the headlines back on me for like a week. Yeah, I think you could agree with that, that's right? Facts. I don't. Think he's a, a smart. I don't he's think a smart a grown man. man. Would, uh, that's a business decision. You're talking about a brand, like him himself. He is his own brand, right? You're talking about a brand. If you can get people to click, to watch, to listen to your brand and put more eyes on it, I'm not saying it's. I think it's a smart move. Whether or not he makes an NFL comeback, he's putting himself back in headlines for a decent reason. It's not like he went and messed around and did something bad he's in the headlines. This is good PR. You kind of get the angle I'm, I'm hitting. Yeah, I guess from the business side, I was gonna That's say I don't think I don't think a grown a grown sensible man should not care whether or not he trending or not. No, that's not what I'm talking. But about. as far as the business talking, aspect, I could I could yep. see it because he's getting more views on all of his platforms. He probably got a podcast. Everybody got a podcast. He do got a podcast. There I think you, there you go. He's getting more views. He's getting more listens. His podcast good too. It probably is. He's a character. Yeah, he got a really good podcast. Yeah, he's yeah. Brittany Renner on there. He was shitting on her. <laughs> You know he's going to be probably, what, smoking a cigar, wearing yeah, some goofy-ass c- hat. Nick, that is, <laughs> pull it up. That That's the podcast right there. That's the podcast. Look at Cam Newton podcast. I'm going to just pull up a, we don't need to listen to it, but I'll pull up a, I'll pull up a picture just to make sure that I'm, that I'm kind of on the right track here because I can only imagine, oh yeah, he's got the bandana on. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, here we go, guys. Uh, this is the one fit that popped out immediately from the pod. Just See? a, oh, yeah. just a, like a, a he, got the, he got a cigar, too. He definitely do. It's out of frame. You but he, he definitely got it. He's got a Superman shirt on with the bandana, with the feather cap, cowboy hat. That's a, that's prime Cam Newton right there. That is prime. Like, nobody else wears shit. <laughs> I, I love, love that, dude. He's different, man. But like I said, I think he's a smart business. At the end of the day, obviously he was a great NFL quarterback, but he's a smart businessman, like through and through. So who got a bullshit starting quarterback right now? In the league? Yeah. I was gonna say the Falcons. Saints and the Falcons. But wait, for show. who just went to the Falcons? Saints got Carr. Oh no, Saints, Saints got Derek got Carr. Now, Carr. So, yeah. Somebody just went to the Falcons, did they not? Yeah, shit. Taylor Heineke. Heineke. That's so okay. He, I guess so you have Heineke and Ritter. he go compete with. No, I mean, come Mariota. Mariota signed with. No, I said Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I could, all right, I could see him going to compete in Carolina. That'd be the only team that would get Carolina and uh, Tampa Bay, the NFC South. That's it. Everybody else got something going on for themselves. Uh, Nobody else. Two teams show up. Yeah, those two. Yeah. The Cardinals for half a season until Kyler Murray come back. He had to change his number though. Jesus, uh, that's that's funny. That I didn't think about the that. Rams maybe. Ooh, they would do some weird shit. They're in a weird stage. They're in a weird stage right now. And too. Matt Stafford not going to want to rebuild. Who can Matt Stafford get traded to? That's another whole conversation. Dang, if the Packers keep tweaking, they just going to just just going to trade for Stafford. That's that's I was I read a headline earlier that seemed like a backup plan for them, for lack of a better term. So, if where would he even go? You can't go nowhere. He's stuck. Packers. Kind of what it feels like. Uh, he ain't going to play for the Packers. Packers. He don't got a choice. He'd retire. <laughs> he got, he he got, got his choice. ring. I was going to say, he'd he retire. He'd hang it up. I think. Damn, he, couldn't, he can't go nowhere. Yep. 
But not nowhere and compete for a championship. That's the thing. You're yeah. not you're not trying to go as a quarterback in his in his situation. Well, according to Adam Thielen, the Panthers are a step away from winning the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, his eyes drunk. <laughs> He's seen some money and just started acting crazy. He tweaked it. That nigga saw them M's. Are we going to the bowl? <laughs> Three and have the Pro Bowl, yeah. nigga. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> the Pro Bowl games. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, but talk about staying the NFL side of things. Magic Johnson has joined in the bidding for the Washington Commanders. This was the tweet put out by Dove Kleeman. And Dove is like, I don't know, I'm kind of polarized. Like, I'm going to get your guys' take on a lot of this stuff for guys like Dove. They call themselves news aggregators. So basically, all they do is take headlines from random sources and articles across the internet. Yeah, and he's the, he the only person I see now. But he's he's good at it because he's so fast with it and he's, he's reputable and he has like he always has good information. But like they were shitting on him. They were for that. A lot Aaron of people Rogers do. Thing. A lot of people do. But that's what I'm saying. So that's why this whole conversation has been brought up. He calls himself a news aggregator, and what he does is goes to these sources. He uses his platform because he has a very large following on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he he uses re- his platform he literally reposts what you post. Doesn't post any original information. But people come to him because he's so quick and he always has accurate stuff. Bro, his like he's it's he, such a weird he profession. Pop, he pop up on my shit more than Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. He does pop up on my shit more than Schefter because I have Schefter muted. So that's how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Well, you and Aaron Rodgers got something in common, and y'all. We uh, do. Hey, hey, lose my number. Lose it. I don't know how you got it. Lose Adam it. Schefter, funny. He said, I can't confirm this report by Aaron Rodgers. That was pretty funny. I saw that. You laughed. I got a chuckle out of you. That was His funny. lame, bro. It was like, <laughs> I might like you now. Nope. Didn't say that. Still have him muted and still won't tune into any TV show that he's on. When he goes I'll be watching movie. NFL Live like a motherfucker. He'd be so I funny. watch NFL Live and he's he, not on there. He'd be so... He, the whole the whole day of free agency, he's steady walking off like this. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, kept, he kept going off the show. <laughs> <laughs> he does do that, though. <laughs> he's hiding. He'll, he'll be in the middle of an interview he'll like this. Like he'll be this. like... He'll come back like this. Well... Breaking news, <laughs> Cole Beasley is not receiving any interest. Nigga, <laughs> not breaking news. Break news. news. What the hell? He, he comes, he comes he back like no he just got, either. he comes back like he just got plans to go execute some country. Like he just, what? from the president, dude. Cole Beasley said that the only quarterback better than Aaron Rodgers is Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. Maybe That's... he should get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> no, he should get educated, but he's not. <laughs> Back to back to Magic. He's joined the bidding for the Washington Commanders as part of a group led by 76ers and Devils co-owner Josh Harris. Um, this is according to, I guess, multiple people familiar with the negotiations and, and what's going on. And he supposedly was part of the failed bid, along with Harris, for Denver Broncos last year, which I was not aware of. Do you guys remember that? I did not know that. I did not know that either. Yeah, he was trying to buy the Broncos. He was trying to get the Broncos last year, and that did not go through. I mean, I don't be caring who on what team. It doesn't really affect, you know, unless you're, you know, your fan base or whatever, and you kind of take a little bit of interest in it. But um, kind of moving on, the whole reason this is more of a story is because, I guess the people leaking this information were granted anonymity because the details are private. This is because um, the current owner, Snyder, He's the one obviously approaching the sale, and this comes after numerous accusations, investigations into financial improper incompetence, impropriety. Mm. That's a new one for me. Damn, financial impropriety 
and a a hostile work environment. I like to consider myself a a decently educated thesaurus, but that's not a one I've heard. You're supposed to have like the little sound bar (laughs) for for a big boy word like that. Seriously though, but he like those are like I don't want to make light of it though. Like the things that have come against him are very serious. No, they say last week him and his wife was clearing out the office. Really? Yeah. Who? Dan Snyder. Some, oh yeah, they got, they got on there. Conversation. They got Dan on Snyder, there in a hurry. I heard it's Dan Snyder and something else Snyder, but it was a female. They said Ooh. it was clearing out the offices. So I don't know. Maybe they sold the scene. It just ain't came out yet. No, it's, they're they're in an urgent effort. I saw to sell the team. Sportico is reporting that a, it's possible a new deal could be reached ahead of the NFL owners' meetings in Arizona at the end of the month, and uh, I think it'd be pretty welcome news for a lot of these teams. As I think a lot of people have really voiced their opinion on and really kind of forcing Snyder out after all of these things have, have been leveled against him. But it's not, I guess it's unclear how much capital or, you know, funds that Johnson is contributing to this group that's going for the bid. But uh, the representatives that they've all been contacted supposedly have declined to comment. Um, Harris, the one who's leading this this group, this bidding group, is supposedly worth $7.3 billion, according to Bloomberg. Holy cow. I mean, technically, I can enter the bidding. Maybe for the Packers. No, for the Commanders. <laughs> how? How you gonna do that? I can enter the bid, nigga. I ain't say I was gonna get them. <laughs> I could. I could. I got six dollars for the Commanders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, Sportico's valuation of the Commanders puts them at four point seven eight billion dollars, which is I'm just short. Which is that'd be <laughs> what sixty million over the NFL average. Hmm. Yeah. Who worth less than the I guess they isn't DC. They not they're not even a DC them niggas in Maryland. This is again, this is just Sportico. This is just a random you know what I mean? This isn't like the NFL evaluate or the real this is just what they evaluate. Their NFL rank for the commanders is eighth out of thirty two. Hell no. Would you like to see uh, it? No, I can pull I, it up. No, I you want to see it? They are a storied franchise. So I can see it. Here you are, right here. This is their evaluation right here. It's Sportico's evaluation says that the commanders are That's worth four point seven bill. NFL ranked eighth out of forty two. Who now? Go to now, now right now. The U. It's not on here. The uh, U.S. sports rank is 14th. Wait, yeah. U.S. sports in general? Like all U.S. sports, basketball, baseball, everything? Hell no. Nah. That is absurd. That got to be like another, like, another uh, If that is all of U.S. sports, that, no. Where are you that, on, bro? Web, uh, Yahoo right now? Portico, dude. I can name, I can name Four basketball teams right now: the Knicks, the Lakers, the Bulls. The uh, I give you four baseball. Like it's not the, hard. Uh, Goddamn it, Celtics. Yeah, easily. Like not even close. The Yankees, the Cubs, the Boston Red Sox, the Mets. Again, not even close. Any of them, I would think. Nigga, I don't know about a hockey team. Maybe the Bruins. I don't. Really, Penguins. 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 The, the Washington Capitals. Probably like the Lightning or something. I don't. Know. I mean, We're not I the Capitals. Know. The uh, I mean, the Nationals. Enough. I mean, yeah. baseball again. You and that, yeah, you baseball. Hell no, it ain't not no damn 14. <laughs> 14th in the U.S. is insane. The Heat uh, worth more than them. They got to be. But on the basketball, on the basketball thought, let's finish it off. March Madness hasn't disappointed. There's no per- perfect brackets left on the men's side. I believe there's one perfect bracket left. Last I saw on the women's side, which had UConn winning it all. Is My bracket's still perfect. Oh, yours is? Yeah. So I just never, I never published it. We should change the number then. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want people getting on. Okay, we'll make sure. There's to actually hold. a thing today you can fill out a second chance bracket, dead ass, and you can win t- 25 grand. You have 25 brackets to fill out. Interesting. I gotta fill out 25 brackets. This is like a lot of work. Yeah. I ain't even fill out a bracket this year. What's the point? 
I'd have lost the first game. Let's start. Yeah, I mean, this Weak is the one that. Purdue. Let's start with the game that broke. I don't even know how many brackets. And he said, number one and he seed. said that he's going to beat them. That is the crazy part. And we'll get to that. Number one seed, Purdue Boilermakers. They fall to the 16th seed, <laughs> Fairly Dickinson Knights. FDU, 63-58. And it wasn't like, a, oh, they just snuck up on him at the end. Like, this game through and through. You start watching the beginning, and Kate obviously, like, we knew going into it that Purdue wasn't the best one seed in the history of one seeds. They were definitely fraudulent, but... Right, I called it from the beginning. You still didn't really think, like, okay, they would lose to FDU. I had them going out second round, not first, so... Yeah. That sucks for me, I guess. I guess so, and for a lot of other people. I actually had Friday Dickinson going to my Final Four. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Uh, but... There's probably just, that one dude that goes there, it's like... Like me with state, like, some they're going, to, they're going to the championship, yeah. dude. <laughs> that is they're hilarious. beating Purdue. And the the picture that always gets floated around when you talk about two schools that are vastly different in sizes is the comparison of gyms. This one is from part of my take, so shout out to those guys. But uh, this picture really highlights the differences in the two schools. That top gym, obviously that shit looks like it's Purdue. from High School Musical, dog. The bottom, Fairly Dickinson. I think it's a pretty sweet. Like, like it's, it's got character, software. dude. That gym's got character. I'm not saying it's the best thing ever, but it's kind of sweet looking, though. He's why that gym got character. That's that ceiling. Look at that gym be dry as hell. <laughs> it's got a cool little like scoreboard jumbo open next thing. year. Oh, you think? apparently this this is something I heard today, which is kind of cool. Their gym floor is above their pool at their is university. It the same building. Yes, and the pool leaked up. Into the floor and it got everywhere, so they had to cancel like basically all their home games. They were sleeping on the bus because they didn't have enough money to get hotels and stay overnight places. And there was one more thing. Oh yes, on Fridays there was a Pilates class that scheduled half the court, so they had to whisper and do a half practice every Friday. This reportedly. Okay. I don't know if I buy that one. I'm trying to find any information right now. Nigga, on the you pool just said that leak. the pool was below. You said the pool was below the gym. Er, er, er. I'm trying to find any it's information. On the same floor, on it it's right on the now. same floor or some shit. Oh, so yeah. what kind of demonic There's no way pool be leakage? Underneath. What the, what the <laughs> hell? No, I think, it's, I think it's on the same floor and it leaked into the basketball gym and it like fucked up the whole gym. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. I can't find any information on that. I got to find um, the, I got to find this. You can go ahead and try. I, I was trying to find, because if we can find a credible source, that is hilarious. And it needs say, to be bro, talked about. What kind of super demonic, <laughs> the pool leaked upwards? That's what I'm saying. Like the gravity flip in there. What the but hell? Back to the gyms. I personally think it's pretty sweet. And if you look at dude in the bottom here, I don't know if I can, I can probably get this. Let me get this picture up. And uh, people were talking about this dude right here, guys. Look at what he's got. Can you see? He got a whole plate of food. You see this? <laughs> such a stand probably busting. They only got dude, to feed 60 people. Look at this, dude. He's wearing a... Is that a... No, I thought it was a Santa hat. They got like this weird red and blue afro thing going on with the headband. And it looked like he got to have a Thanksgiving feast on his plate. You wouldn't, see this? Wouldn't you? Do you see this? I see it. It looks awesome. Let me get some of that. But no, I think, <laughs> I think this is actually pretty sweet. And also... I have to imagine this team has had some decent success. Look how many banners they got in that thing. Maybe they don't play only basketball on there, but I have to imagine that most of those banners are basketball banners, right? Oh, bro. So, I don't know. We can move on from that, Kate. If you do find any information about the pool leak, I I need to hear that because that would be 
probably one of the craziest oversights in like building management history at the division one level, especially, but, uh, MSU and Marquette. That was the one that went on last night. Of the Red Cedar. Huge win for Michigan state 69, 60 over the two seed. They were the seventh seed. So obviously a solid upset there in a game where most did not have them advancing. Tyson Walker, 23 points, some big buckets down the stretch was huge. We were peeping in our little, uh, in our little meeting the other night. Uh, how about your boy? Hogard. Hogard. Hogard, right? Yeah. I mean, I there definitely was words exchanged between him and Izzo because he's been night and day when I Has saw he? him in Chicago. I mean, yeah. he's been and then back Hauser. to, if not more, he's been back to his old Hogard ways. So good. it's good. And Hauser, I feel like, has been a, a pretty <clears throat> consistent guy for them. For he sure. doesn't always have the most yeah. crazy scoring explosions, but 14 points for them. And I mean, Matty Sissoko rebounds. was great down the stretch. I mean, Double-double. Yeah, he was. Sissoko finished with 10 boards and 8 points as well. So yeah, I think, very, had, I think he had four blocks, too. Sniff a double-double right there as well. Yeah. So it's been l- fun. A lot of fun. Go green, baby. for them. And uh, I feel like they did in pretty convincing fashion, too. They got, a, they, cool. got a, they got a really really well-coached Kansas State team Thursday. I just saw a 6-15 tip on CBS. So that they do. But hey, you know what I saw? as many people will remind you, this Michigan State team pretty well-coached by this man himself. This Remember that dude that? Celebration in the, in the locker room postgame. I love this. Remember the dude that fainted at Florida? That's Keontae Johnson. Bro, he played for Kansas State now. Yeah, he's one of the really? best Does play- he actually? He's one of yes. the best players, dude. I know that. I ain't know that. Him and I, that little point guard are really good. Shit, I forgot. I forgot about him. Shit, I can't get over watching. You know they offered. Video is, it, he had got five mil for the NCAA for their insurance policy. Yeah, he said, he said really? He yes. I did not know that. He, he either do that himself. or he keep playing. And he yeah. he entered the transfer portal and went to Kansas yeah. State. And there's they're projected to be the second worst team in the in the Big Twelve. Yeah, back and here they are, still making a run seed in the tournament. Good for him, man. Good for them. Hell yeah. I mean, me personally, I ain't going to lie. Boys. I collapse on the court. I'm taking that $5 million. Oh, I'm taking $5 million every single <laughs> I'm day. I'm taking I'm $5 God, million and I'm buying a $4 million chain. <laughs> you better have a house and car in that chain. <laughs> it is my house and my It car, better be man. one of them chains like, you better have some like... Uh, Spinny shit on Some it. Ant-Man shit, like some of those pimp articles that you can blow it up. Wait, what did I just tell you? <laughs> um... I'm talking about big, stupid donkey chain with a fat crown. The fattest Cuban with a big, dumb crown with a 10 in the middle. And I'm going to have a million dollars left, and they're going to take all that in taxes. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder how that would work if the NCAA granted him $5 million. Is that like a – it's got to be a taxable – Florida don't have state taxes. No, but is that a federal thing? Like, if you win the lottery in Florida, you still get taxed. I don't know shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a national thing. Sure. You definitely still get taxed. I don't know. He probably, yeah, they probably. Shit, I don't know either. But uh, I don't think we're going to have to find out anytime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving on, Arkansas, they beat Kansas. And an even bigger upset than Michigan State, obviously, with Kansas being the one seed, Arkansas being the eight, 72-71. They edge out Kansas. And two leading scores for them, Devontae Davis and Ricky Council the fourth. He had some big shots on the stretch. And I was that is a name. You know what's weird? Is, um, I was sitting up there watching the game with Sursaw and Cam Carp, and I said, listen, guys, this because I've seen Arkansas play. I saw them play in their tournament, and they I was like, listen, this team is freakishly athletic. athletic yeah, I'm talking like ridiculous. Yep. And they went in there, and they played lights out. I'll give it to them. The highlight of the game, though, might have been postgame from the muscle man himself. I didn't even know about this guy before – the tournament or before they won this game yeah, to be honest election. with you but this that's his that, family right there front yes, row too the head coach of the arkansas razorbacks this is what he did uh post game 
celebrating a normal celebration. Wait a minute. The polo is off. He's got the boys going. Look at this guy. <laughs> Muscle man. Muscle man. M-U-S-S-E-L. Muscle man. That might be one of the coolest. Nicknames. Yeah, that is dope as hell. What is he going on? Third straight Sweet 16 for the Razorbacks. I did not know that. Did you guys? Mm-mm. Third straight? I don't really follow college basketball. I don't a whole lot either, obviously, as I'm as I just kind of, you know. His ass tripping though. He it kind of is, and he they was like they was like uh, he's such a uh, he's such a attention whore. I think he just beat that? the number one seed, the defending <laughs> champs. I'd have came on more than my shirt. I'd have get I'd have gave uh, they isn't what they isn't Iowa too. I'd have get Iowa show. <laughs> what? F taking out number one. I wouldn't have been coaching in this game. Goddamn it! <laughs> I'd have been looking for a job right now. Public indecency, <laughs> Four charges. You be on some. Have to inform the neighbors when you move in. Shit, hey. <laughs> I had did some wild shit when we had beat Kansas, but we did beat the niggas though. He come in like he get a new apartment, or whatever. You know, I just I just got to come over here legally and tell you that. Uh, shit, I whip my shit out when we beat Kansas. <laughs> it is what it is. They'd be like, oh. You're that guy. I remember that. <laughs> you crazy. Oh, God, I was crazy. Wasn't I? I was tweaking. Wasn't I? We was going crazy. Uh-huh. Looking up. I got to stop saying that, bro. I'll be telling coaches we got a podcast. <laughs> this nigga weird as hell. <laughs> Delete this whole episode. <laughs> Delete the whole episode. Just digital, hey, just digital footprint. <laughs> <laughs> it's all out there forever. Post the interview with Pee Wee and it'd be like everything else got corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> the file corrupted itself directly upon... Finishing the interview with Pee Wee. Shit crazy. We That's had, all we got We in. recorded the whole episode and never hit record. So y'all just had an interview. Fuck it. You just gave me a slight heart attack. I've done that before. Like, not for the whole thing, but like. I remember you did, you did that shit with me. I didn't punch you in your shit. <laughs> you had to redo the whole thing. Bro, we was like 15 minutes in. Nah, like, it was like 10, 15 minutes. That wasn't crazy. I said 15. He talking about, nah, it was like 10, 15. Nigga, it was 15 minutes in. We was on like it the sucked. second thing. He it sucks, looked down. Though. It sucks. He was like, oh, bro. Shit. He goes, Fuck! I'm like, I'm like, damn, what happened? It's like, bro, no, I wasn't recording. I, I wasn't tripping because this was is when we hell. was back in the dorm. I'm gonna say we were, so we was thugging. Yeah. I ain't getting no, I ain't. But it's no hard hell. to talk about the same thing twice. Yeah, that's why I always say like, I we talked right around and did it again. Yeah, I don't think that's why I don't think I could be a talking head on one of these like NFL Live or whatever because you talk about the same thing over and over. Dan and over Orlovsky and over and over and is over and over. regurgitating the same exact take for like four hours, bro. He go, he do, and he does it with the same energy. He every do time. NFL, he do get up, yeah, NFL Live, Sports Center. It's impressive. First take, and he's talking about the same shit. It's impressive because he's carved yeah. out a niche for himself, right? As the quarterback, like guru and guy to go to. Yeah, for sure. Even though he was weak as hell, I don't be getting that part. But hey. isn't that funny? But hey. like, but he's he's so good on TV and he presents himself. For he's sure. obviously still knowledgeable of the game. Yeah, I ain't, right? I ain't saying he yeah. can't talk about quarterback. I'm like, it just be crazy. He just didn't because the smartest yeah. niggas be ass. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many other ways you could say. My bad. The best. The best. Uh, the, the best, best TV analysts. personalities and analysts be the ones who weren't the most successful at their jobs. Thank you. Thank Just wait until we have. I can't even think of the hearing Tom Brady's voice on Sunday announcing a game. You know, I, I just really think that uh, well, you he should have took the check here, down. Troy, I would have took the check down. You know, when I played in Detroit, I really loved it. You know, they got great fans, and my family always came out, and I always got to see all my Michigan slappies. And uh, yeah, this is a great time for me to be here with you, Troy. I don't know, Jim. I don't know. That might 
That might be the greatest catch I've ever seen, Jim. Well, Tony, it was only an eight-yard out route. But, Jim, did he you see He wanted the shit out of that ball. Wow, Jim. That's Tony Rumo. We'll see if he's got any any prowess in, in the booth. But we've certainly got oh. prowess in the studio. Episode 90 of D1 Rejects. Thank you very much for listening. He probably ended the episode. This shit just getting, this shit got wild. I need to go to sleep. <laughs>